No matter how much we know or think we know about God and His Word, there is always more. Today on Always More, Rebecca Keener discusses how the Holy Spirit is relevant to our everyday lives. He is the one who is our comforter in times of need and gives us the power to live a victorious life. Now, here's Rebecca. Hello, everybody, and welcome to Always More TV. It's an honor to have you with us today. We have been studying the last, this is our fifth week, studying about learning how to fight the good fight of faith, which is the fight in the Holy Spirit. We fight with the, or through the power of the Holy Spirit and with the help of the Holy Spirit and using all of the weapons that He affords us. So uh, today I just want to close out with this message for you, what to do when the battle is on. What to do when the battle is on. Let's have a word of prayer and we'll get right into our lesson. Lord, in Jesus' name, we thank you so much for your word that builds us up every time we read it. And no matter how much we know or think we know about you, Lord, there's always more. Every day we wake up and there's new revelation, there's new mercies, there's new revelation in your word and we thank you for that we pray you bless every person watching bless their homes and their families and just let us grow more deeply in you today in these few minutes we have together in the mighty name of jesus we pray amen amen so what to do when the battle is on so i just have a few little points i want to give you just because uh, personally since the beginning of this new year we have had some pretty serious battles and then some smaller battles that have taken place. And uh, so this is just hot off the press, just for you, just to encourage you. If you're in a battle today, you know the Lord loves you and He desires for you to know that you are more than a conqueror through Jesus Christ. So we have talked about this week, we've talked about the weapons of our warfare, which are not carnal, but mighty through God to the pulling down of stronghold. We've talked about uh, dressing in the in the full armor of God. We've talked about learning how to discern what spirits are coming against us. And you can go back on our YouTube channel and pick up on all of those. This is just kind of a, a summation of everything we've gone over and just some new, new points that I wanted to give you uh, that have come to me even in our battle that we've been through as a family standing for a family member who's been through a very serious illness and been in ICU and CCU for the last uh, th three weeks, going on four weeks now. Um, so one of the things that God has put on my heart to just encourage you is that when you are in a battle, one of the first things you want to do is pray, 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 and pray some more, amen. Uh, 1 Thessalonians 5, 16 through 18, if you want to look at that with me, and you know this verse, it says, uh, rejoice evermore. So no matter what battle is coming at us and what fight is coming against us, we rejoice in it. We rejoice in every persecution and every trial, and that way we become stronger in Him. So we rejoice always, and then we pray without ceasing. That's 1 Thessalonians 5, 16. And verse 18 says, And everything give thanks, for this is the will of God in Christ Jesus concerning you. And really, that's the mark of a true 
mature believer is when we learn to pray and to rejoice and to give thanks even in the day of battle. So when the battle is on in your life and in my life, we must go to and remember 1 Thessalonians 5, 16 through 18 to pray without ceasing. James 5 and 16 says, confess your faults one to another and to pray for one another. And I think, you know, sometimes when uh, battles come into our life, they're like a pressure cooker and they squeeze us. And sometimes they squeeze out what is in us. And sometimes that may be good and sometimes that may be bad. And I've even said to my family through the battle that we've been through that if we were to get a report card, I don't know any of us that would get an A plus on our thoughts or our behavior. You know, we're just, we're human people. Uh, even though we are filled with the Holy Spirit, we are not perfect people. There was only one perfect human ha that who has walked the face of this earth and we know him to be Jesus Christ, but he is perfecting us. And so as we go through battles and situations and the squeeze is on, sometimes there may be situations where we must go to one another and we confess to one another our faults, our need to change, I need to change not trying to look out and tell everybody else, this is wrong about you, this is wrong about you, this is wrong about you, but, but going to God and saying, who do you say that I am? And what do you want me to change in my life, amen? And confessing our faults one to another as brothers and sisters in Christ and asking God to change us and, and to meet us right where we're at. And then it goes on to say that you may be healed. When we confess our faults one to another and pray for one another, we are healed. And then it says, the effectual, fervent prayer of the righteous man availeth much. And then also there's fasting in prayer. You know, Jesus told his disciples, this kind cometh not out but by prayer and by fasting. So when we combine the fasting and combine the prayer, then the anointing of the Holy Spirit can come in and strengthen us and break off demonic attack that's coming against us. So the first thing when the battle is on is to pray, pray, and pray some more. Amen. So that, that is um, our, our first go-to and not getting on the phone or getting on Facebook and calling everybody and talking about how bad the situation is. It's so easy to get drawn into that when the battle is on, but we need to be people of prayer who go into our secret place, our prayer closet, and just fall before him and just weep it out. Sometimes if you have to weep it out, you have to cry it out. Sometimes I have to yell it out. Sometimes I go in and I just grab hold of the horns of the altar, so to speak, and, and I just, you know what? You can be who you need to be in front of God. He can take it. God knows who we are on the inside and he just loves us and meets us right where we're at. So when we're in that place of prayer, you know, he just is such an intimacy and an intimate time where he loves us just for who we are. But he loves us enough not to let us stay there. Amen. Andrew Murray said this, let it be your business every day in the secrecy of the inner chamber, chamber to meet the holy God, you will be repaid for the trouble it may cost you. The reward will be sure and rich. 
Amen. That's James, where he said in 5.16, the effectual, fervent prayer of the righteous man avails much. In other words, it pays off to pray. It pays off to be a persistent prayer warrior and not give up and to continually petition God and hold things before him and ask him to move. Uh, Derek Prince said this about prayer. He said, the people who really rule the world are those who know how to pray. Think about that. You know, those of us, those of you at home who are watching me today, you're intercessors. You know how to go in your prayer closet and pray. And you, you've made a, almost an, a lifelong occupation of prayer and being an intercessor. The Lord will reward you. And you are one of those who rules the world. Amen. And uh, for Jesus Christ. <clears throat> now, one the next thing that I want to encourage you to do when the battle is on is to get prayer back up. And by that, I mean call those people who you know who will link their faith in you, not people who will speak death and doubt and unbelief over the situation, but people who will link up with you in faith and according to Romans 4, 17, to call things that are not as though they were and to speak life and blessing and health and prosperity over whatever battle you're going through. So ask God for discernment, who you're supposed to link up with and to pray with. You know, um, in this situation, the battle that we've been in with my family member who has been uh, ill and in the hospital, we have over, I believe it's 47 ministries and churches who are praying with us and have my family member on the prayer list praying for this situation to turn. And little by little, little by little, we're seeing God move. And see, sometimes when you get in a battle, you need to be carried by the prayers. You don't have the strength, the physical ability, the emotions, the mental ability to be able to walk through it without the supernatural help of God. And so when you enlist people to pray with you who you know, not people just to like gossip about it, talk about it, and again, speak unbelief and doubt about it, but people who are fervent prayers, who know how to pray the prayer of faith. There's just nothing like that. Uh, I think about Matthew 18 and 19 that says, if truly two of you on earth agree about anything they ask, it will be done by my Father in heaven. So there's something supernatural about, about linking up with someone else, another believer, and praying the prayer of faith in agreement. So ask God to show you who those people are to contact. And then Deuteronomy says this, it says, one can put a thousand to flight and two can put 10,000 to flight. So when you're getting prayer power over a battle, over a situation that you're in, you know, demonic forces are being set to flight. They're being put on the run because that prayer power is covering the situation. And then the next thing that you need to make sure that you're doing, and we did a whole program on this that you can go back and watch, is to put your armor on every day, every day. Put on the helmet of salvation, the breastplate of righteousness, the girdle of truth, the shoes of the preparation of the gospel of peace, the shield of faith, and the sword of the Spirit to quench 
all the fire of the shield of faith to quench all the fiery darts of Satan and the sword of the spirit, which cuts asunder every attack of the enemy. And it's the word of God praying the last piece in the spirit always. So you can pray in a heavenly language. You can pray the perfect will of God over a situation when you pray in the spirit and ask the Holy Spirit to give you a prayer language. Ask the Holy Spirit to baptize you. Just all you have to do is so simple. After you receive Jesus as your Lord and Savior, ask the Holy Spirit to fill you and to give you that ability to pray in the Holy Ghost. And that is the seventh piece of the armor. And that's found in Ephesians 6 and 11. Put on the whole armor of God that you may be able to stand against the wiles of the devil. And you know, the devil is wild. He is wild. First uh, Peter says he walks about like a roaring lion, seeking, looking, who can I devour today? That's what he lives for. That is his whole purpose in life is, is to try to tear us apart and to tear us down. And, and that is uh, what he is trying to do in every battle to beat you so far down that you feel like I've got to give up. I'm going to have to, I'm going to have to just quit. I'm going to have to, you know what? That is a lie of the enemy. That is a wile of the enemy. He's wild and he tries to bring wiles, schemes and attacks against us that will beat us down. So we have to put on our armor and then we have to remember the weapons of our warfare. And we, we did a whole program on that. We broke down that verse word by word. Those are offensive. They're not defensive tools against, the, against Satan and his kingdom. They are offensive. We're on the offense. The devil's on the run. He's the one who's on the defense. Amen. You know what? He gets to a point where we stand up and we say, the Lord himself rebuke you for this attack, devil. Some of you need to say that today. The Lord himself rebuke you. And you know what? It puts the devil on the run. So we learn how to use the weapons of our warfare, which are not carnal. They're not like guns and knives and clubs and beating somebody over the head and words and hurting people. No, our weapons are not carnal. They are mighty through God to the pulling down of strongholds. So we use those weapons every day, every day of our life. They're at our avail. They're there for our help. And we don't have to live a defeated life because we have those weapons that we can employ. And again, I've said, it's one thing to know about this. It's one thing to know the scripture, to have heard it when you were a child or whatever. But it's another thing to know how to pray how to employ the weapons of our warfare. And those that's what we want to do is to learn how to be mature believers who are grown up, not children running around biting and tearing people down, but to learn how to use and employ uh, self-control and the weapons of our warfare uh, to uh, combat every everything the enemy's trying to come against us with. The next thing is just kind of a practical thing I want to give you. And if you are in the midst of a battle right now, and I feel like I'm talking to some of you today that are in, are in a battle, maybe a marital battle, a financial battle, a health battle. And <clears throat> one thing I have learned is to 
keep talking to a minimum. Keep talking to a minimum. It's easy to sit around in a waiting room if you're in a hospital situation and just talk, 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 talk. And the more talk that takes place, the more doubt and unbelief is spoken over a situation. I remember when I served as a women's pastor uh, for, um, at Free Chapel for many years. I would pray for people, sometimes on the phone. I would pray for them, uh, sometimes in the office. And many times, if that person was really in the heat of a battle, you'd pray, you'd feel the anointing, and feel the power of the Holy Ghost, and uh, you would know that God is moving, God is heard. And then when the prayer was over, the person would just begin to just rehearse the whole situation over again that we just prayed about. And sometimes I would just say to them in a loving, but in a firm way, okay, now we need to be quiet. We need to be quiet because we've already prayed, we've already committed and submitted this to God, and we can't speak against it. We can't speak doubt and unbelief over this situation. Let's just leave it in God's hands and let him move and let him work in the situation. So we have to keep talking to a minimum. And, you know, friends can be well-meaning and, uh, and family can be well-meaning. But if they're not schooled in the word, if they do not know about how the Bible says we're ensnared by the words of our mouth when we speak things out, you know, we speak blessings or curses, life or death. We, we can literally speak death over a situation. When you're in a battle, be very careful about what you are speaking. And that uh, scripture, Psalm 1-1, blessed is the man that walks not in the counsel of the ungodly, nor stands in the way of the sinner, nor sits in the seat of the scornful. But his delight is in the law of the Lord. We get in his word, and in it he will meditate day and night. So it's real easy when you're in a battle to sit down with people who are not believers, who don't know the word of faith, who don't know the, uh, uh, the scriptures, the promises of God, and allow them to get into your heart, get into your spirit, and speak doubt and unbelief. And so we have to really guard ourselves. And in a nice way, just don't sit down with them. You know, just be, just excuse yourself if you have to. If you're in a battle, try to keep talking to a minimum. You know, sometimes you have to just love people from afar. You have to just love them and commit and submit them to God and let them go. Because um, the Bible says in Romans 16, 17 through 18, watch out for those who cause divisions and, um, and uh, be careful to spend, you know, not to spend your time with people that are going to sow more discord, more trauma on top of a trauma, on top of a battle. And so use wisdom where that is concerned. Uh, the next thing is to um, be sure that the enemy's tactic is to distract and to take out prayer. I don't care if you're in a church, if you're in a prayer group, if you're in a family. One of the things that the enemy will do, he doesn't have any new tricks. Everything he does is the same year after year. And he just keeps um, regurgitating them over and over and trying to come against us with those same things. Um, but he will try to attack the people who are praying and try to snuff them out. 
because the enemy hates prayer. He knows the power of prayer, and he knows that if he can take out the person who is praying or get everybody pitted against the person who is praying, then he has won. And so you have to be persistent in that and not allow the enemy to get your focus distracted on some side battle when God has told you to focus on this battle, this is the goal, this is what you're praying for and you ignore the voices of doubt and unbelief that are trying to wear you down. Um, James 3 and 16 says, where there is envy and strife, there is all manner of evil. And we've talked about that scripture before on this program. It's like opening the door. I have done it. I've had to repent of it. I know, you know, some of you have felt that way too. And we just repent of it. If we've opened the door to strife, God, forgive us, Lord. I want to put my tongue on the altar. I want my lips to be on the altar. I want my, my mouth to be anointed. I, you know, the Bible says that uh, blessings and curses cannot come from the same mouth. And so we want our mouth to be consecrated to God and to speak uh, not strifeful, divisive things. And Romans 12 and 19 says, Beloved, never avenge yourself. Never avenge yourself. He said, but leave it to the wrath of God, for it is written, vengeance is mine and I will repay, says the Lord. If somebody's coming against you and speaking against you and trying to provoke you and, and tear you down, you know what? You just give it to God and know that vengeance is his and he will avenge you, the Bible says, speedily. He's not going to drag his feet on that. He will avenge you, and you may never even know how it was done or what happened, but God will take vengeance on our enemies. And so just be very, very careful about who you align with when you are in a battle. Make sure it is someone who is godly, with godly character. And the next thing is to discern what spirits are in operation and bind them and take authority we did a whole program on discernment, but we, we need to remember that God has given us authority, he said in the book of Luke, to tread on serpents and scorpions and over all the power of the enemy and nothing by any means will hurt us. He said to submit to God and resist the devil and he will flee. To resist the devil is to rebuke the devil. You rebuke him. You take authority over him, and, and it doesn't matter who thinks that's silly or makes fun of it. You, in the name of Jesus, you stand up and you say, Devil, I rebuke you in Jesus' name. Spirit of strife, I rebuke you in Jesus' name. Spirit of infirmity, I rebuke you in Jesus' name. You take your hands off my family. You take your hands off me, and you go back to the abyss where you came from, never to return. You will never touch me again. And that's how you take a stand against Satan and you bind him according to Matthew 18, 18 and 19. And again, it's one thing to know that scripture and to boast and to say, I know this scripture, I've heard it all my life. Well, are you using it is the question. Are you learning how to mature as a believer and how to stand up against the wiles of the devil and to bind him? That's the key to living a victorious life. 
And then uh, the next thing, when you're in a battle, what to do when the battle is on is to watch for the miracles, the signs, and the wonders along the way and give him praise. You know, uh, Jesus said, these signs will accompany us when we believe that we will cast out demons, that we will speak in new tongues, that we will lay hands on the sick and they will recover. So we give God praise and glory along the way. When you're in a battle, you look for the victories and you thank him for them. Watch for those miracles, signs, and wonders every day, little by little, little by little. You're coming out of this. You're coming through it. It may not feel like it. It may not look like it. But you know what? The Holy Spirit is helping you, and he's going to give you little signs and wonders along the way to encourage you and to let you know you're making progress. You're coming through this storm. And then to keep, the next thing is to keep an atmosphere of praise and worship night and day. Get you a praise song, as we've talked about. And uh, Paul, our editor, and I were talking about a song we sing at church, Let the Devil Know Not Today. Not Today. Amen. That, um, you know, and there's another song, Paul, you remember we sang at church that um, the devil thought he had me. He thought my life was over. He thought that I would give up. Amen. But he was wrong. Hallelujah. So you get you a praise song and get that going in your house and in your app. Atmosphere. You know, it was in 2 Chronicles when, when they began to sing and praise the Lord. The Bible says that God, God, the Lord sent ambushes against their enemies. And then in Acts 16, when Paul and Silas were in jail at midnight, they began to praise and God sent an earthquake and shook the prison and the doors fell open. So get you a praise song when the battle is on. And then the last thing is having done all to stand, Have, having done all to stand. That's what Ephesians says. Everything that you, you take up that whole armor of God, that you may be able to withstand in the evil day, it says, and having done all stand. You just stand there and you just thank him. Thank you, Lord, that the answer is already here. Thank you, Lord, that you are intervening in this situation. Thank you, Lord, that the battle is not mine. It's yours. And, and even though I don't see it, I know the answer is on the way. Thank you, Lord, for every miracle. Thank you, Lord, that you are working. I trust you, Lord. I commit this to you. You got this, God. I know you're in control. I thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord, that you're healing my body. Thank you, Lord, for the provision that you're sending my way. Thank you for paying every bill. Thank you for getting me out of debt. Thank you for healing this relationship. And you know what? He just begins to turn it when we stand, having done all to stand. So those are just some, a few of the points that I wanted to give you today on what to do when the battle is on. And I know some of you today at home are hurting. I know some of you today have been through a fierce battle, a fiery trial, not just a trial, but a fiery trial. And I just pray for you. If you don't know Jesus as your Lord and Savior, receive him. That's the first thing to do when the battle is on. And then ask the Holy Spirit to come into your heart. And I just want to pray that with you today as we close. Lord, in Jesus' name, I ask for every single person who doesn't know you to receive you as Lord and Savior. All you have to do is say, come into my heart, Lord Jesus. I give you my life. Fill me with your Holy Spirit, and he will do it. 
And Lord, I pray for every person in the battle today that you will strengthen them in the day of battle. And Lord, that you will help them to walk through it and to remind them that they are more than conquerors through Christ Jesus. They are victorious. In the mighty name of Jesus, we pray. Amen. Thank you for being with us, and we just love you. We, pr we praise the Lord for you, and I pray that the Lord will just bless you and keep you strong in Him. In Jesus' name, amen. God bless. This program is brought to you by Heritage Christian Fellowship Incorporated and faithful friends like you. Your tax-deductible donation to Heritage Christian Fellowship Incorporated, founded in 1974, will be used to support this program. To find out more about how you can be a part of sending the gospel through Always More, contact us at alwaysmoretv.org. Thank you.